Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. I asked Pastor Corinne to come up here and share with me today as we wrap up the series on covenant. So please give her a big hand today. And we've been talking about the topic of covenant and how God does everything through covenant. He's a God of covenants, um, and he always fulfills his side. There's two sides of the covenant. There's God's side, there's man's side, and we know that God is faithful. He's always faithful. So it's about us going on a growing journey of learning how to be faithful back, learning how to do our side of the covenant, and learning how to do what God expects and requires from us. Being in covenant with God is one of the greatest places of blessing, one of the most fulfilling places to be. Being out of covenant is one of the most frustrating, confusing, and it's a place where difficult things happen. Um, Life is difficult enough as it is um, than to be out of covenant and bring other difficulties into our lives, but being in covenant means that no weapon formed against me will prosper. Being in covenant with him means I'm going to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You know, I see the presence, uh, the, the promises of God coming to pass when I am in covenant with him. Amen. There's, God has been speaking so many things on this topic, and I think it's so important for us to keep it fresh and not become too familiar with God and our relationship with him because he's always showing us new things. And one of the things that I think is so easy but also can be difficult is really just holding up our end of the covenant Uh, something that was mentioned last week was that it really is simple what God asks of us in comparison for what he's giving us but we can get so caught up in in sitting back and waiting for something to happen and we don't hold up our end or we get familiar with the things and the blessings of God that we don't hold up our end And I know one little example that God gave me was just sometimes we will say, like, God, I'm praying, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to do these things and change this in my life and break through here and there, but, you know, I don't see the result. I don't see things changing. And so when we go back to God's word, we can see that he always asks us something of something, right? So let's look at James 5.16. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The, okay, so there was an instruction and then there's a result. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky let down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. So in this case, righteousness was the requirement. He asks us to be righteous. When we're righteous, when we pray, things change, things happen. But that's our end of the agreement, right? So we can get really frustrated out of not seeing results and realize, not realize that we're the holdup. So in covenant, always remember your part is so important in in the fulfillment of the promise. You know, uh, you're absolutely right. I, I was just, I've been so impacted by this series, just even as we've been teaching it. 
And that is that God is a God of a covenant. Everything that he does is through covenant. Sometimes we see God work outside of covenant, but it's to get people into covenant. So it's all about this greater strategy that God has about covenant. So there's some people that are outside of the covenant. How can we bring those people into the covenant? That's what God did with Jesus. He said, let me give this gift of Jesus so I can bring people into covenant. So he's always striking covenant, upholding covenant, and, and welcoming others into covenant. One of the central uh, things that, that, that really I've seen is that, that covenant, it's central to God's plan. It's not like something that's on the side but it's how God works with us. It's how God works through us. And it's essential for us to understand it. Um, and, and I think that's uh, what's been huge throughout this season, really, is just understanding more and how important it is. Um, the more that we as believers understand the covenant, understand how important it is, then as a natural byproduct, we're going to start being able to walk in that covenant mm-hmm. in, in a more um, productive way. Um, so first it's about having that first aha moment and saying, you know what? Covenant is important. This whole plan that God has is operating within the context of being in covenant. I think something that God has been challenging me in this specific area is just going deeper. You know, we can get used to being on a certain level and doing certain things that we know are right as per, as per the word. But I I picture it like this. God has given us like a mansion full of rooms and we have the keys to all these rooms, but it's up to us to unlock and go further into the house. And so just like that, when we're in covenant with God, it's, it's not just a surface thing. There are, there are different levels like you talked about last week. And I even think about in a marriage, when you take those vows at the beginning, you understand limited what you're saying like your your heart is there but it's not until you begin to walk through those seasons of sickness and joy and health and also in sadness and difficulty that you begin to realize the depth of the covenant that you've made and as time goes by we I know we've added to that covenant you know we will like we always talk with couples that are getting married and we say you know, if you stumble across an issue, make sure that you create a covenant to safeguard yourself from going there again. So it's something that is in motion. It's not just stagnant. Our relationship with God is ever growing, ever. It's beautiful. That It's not stagnant. So we have this, this challenge to keep ourselves pushing further in him. Amen. I think one of the big things that God's been uh, showing me with covenant over the last few years is the concept that covenant, true covenant is balanced, yes. right? There's a balance about covenant. If, if you want to be in covenant with God, you have to understand there's different aspects, different parts of our covenant. Like, I, I want to be faithful to God and honor him with the family that he's given me. So in doing that, part of my covenant is to be a good husband, be a good father. Um, I want to be a good steward over my gifts. I want to be a good pastor to the church that he's graciously given us. And so I understand I have to be balanced Mm -hmm. to all the dynamics of the covenant. You have to be 
you have to be faithful to the and balanced in the dynamic of the covenant that God has given you. There's different aspects of your covenant. There's this relationship with God. There's a relationship with your spouse. There's a relationship to your kids. There's a relationship to the purpose and the, the, the ministry that work that God has given you. And so how to balance those aspects out, I think that's one of the great um, portions of covenant that God has had. Not just me, I think us. Yeah. On this journey, because we even have to, like, I have to be faithful and and do my part of the covenant with even staying fit and staying active. Why? Because if I, if we want to do this for the long haul, you want to be able to build the kingdom. Right. You won't like. I won't be a preacher for long if <laughs> I won't be a good pastor for long if my body breaks down. So I understand I have to steward that. That's yeah. part of this covenant that I'm living before Him. He's given me things. He's given me family. He's given me health. He's given me, you know, this ministry to, to and, and so understanding balance in the covenant is so important if we're going to go the distance in our faith. Yes. Something I like to debunk is that it's supposed to be complicated and difficult. You know, like God didn't design us to be in a state of stress and overwhelmedness and, you know, stretching ourselves in all these areas. It's not supposed to be that way. Everything is supposed to work together. When you keep God the center, and that is just a fact, he helps you and gives you grace to navigate everything else. Um, I think about how he gives us, he gives us, oh, the scripture, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's not meant to be uh, something something that yokes us in a negative sense. So when you have this call that God's given you and you begin to say, God, and, I, and this is why I encourage young people, find what it is, what path God is taking you on, because then it will determine your career, the family that you build, everything that you do in life. But a lot of times, these young people, I, they'll all see them just chasing a career for money or to success, and then you'll, you'll find that there's so much heaviness coming behind this job. They're struggling with family, but it goes back to if you begin with your covenant with God and your commitment to building his kingdom, everything else is added after that. So what does it, you know, go back to the basic. What does it mean to be in covenant with God? Obedience, surrender, having an active agreement with him, not just something that, okay, I read my Bible today, I do this, and it's like, I'm very much a fan of always saying, make sure you're not just doing a checklist. Make sure that you're engaging in your spirit and that you're saying, God, if I measure my life by your word, does it add up? Does it, does it, you know, is it showing the right example? We're actively working on furthering our relationship with him. Amen. Um, to me, covenant is everything. For us as Christians, us as believers, covenant is everything. What Jesus did on the cross, how he died and gave his life, created a whole new covenant yeah. with us as Christians. Covenant is everything. It's, it's, the, it's the foundation. It's, it's the framework by which we operate. And as we go and we study scripture... Even back since the beginning, God was making covenant. There's all these nuances of understanding covenant with God that exists. And then you have the covenant as a believer. You, we have covenants with God that, that he gives us. He gives us a prophetic word. If you do this, I'm going to do this. 
you stay faithful and you do this, I'm going to do this. So it, be, it begins, it continues to enhance, just like you use the example of marriage. When we first get into a marriage, most everybody comes into a marriage, it's under a similar covenant to have and to hold in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, till death to us part, we said the vows, right? But as we grow in that walk in our marriage, what happens? We add other layers of the covenant, yeah. right? We say, and now I'm making this covenant to you. Oh, we had a disagreement here. This is how we're going to fix it. Let's make a new covenant. And so the covenant becomes more robust as we go on. It's the same thing with God. Our covenant grows with him. Nothing, nothing in the spirit is static, yes. right? It's either dying or it's growing, right? right? So, so my, my covenant with him, I'm either diminishing and falling out of covenant with him or I'm growing deeper in covenant and having a better understanding of his expectations and his promises and his blessings and how to correctly walk in those blessings. Yes. So it's everything. We see historically God has always worked through covenants. We, we talked about in the first, the first uh, week, we talked about the covenant that he made with Adam, the right. co- covenant that he made with Moses, the covenant that he made with Noah. And all along, God is making covenant. God is still making covenants with us today. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's still interacting with us as his people. He's still giving us prophetic words. He's still giving us promises. Yeah. He's still giving us unique assignments. And so there's all these things that really... Um, it's, it's bigger and bigger, that um, journey that he's taken us with, unlocking covenant. Yes, and I think something very important for us to remember is what it means to be in covenant with the church. Um, that's so important because the church is the bride of Christ. The church is the heart of Christ. He laid down his life for his church, for his bride. And you cannot love God and not love his church. You cannot It can't be the same thing. It just doesn't exist. If you love the Lord, it's like a marriage. I always think it's super suspicious when somebody loves him and they're not a fan of me. Or the other way around, it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So it's, you know, we liken a lot of uh, the bride of Christ to a marriage. He's the one who created marriage. So it's a reflection of his love with us. You have to love the church if you love him. The church is what continues to build and further the kingdom and so you can't forsake that you can't serve God on your own terms and say well I can do it by myself because being on an island is not the same as being in community when you're in community I can't tell you how many times I've seen people that pull away and they begin to fall into dark places because they think that they can do it on their own or they're better off doing it on their own and it's never the answer In community, we build each other up. The body of Christ is to edify. And let me tell you, I just want to say this. This whole thing with church hurt, it is like the enemy's ammo for getting people to be deceived into thinking that the church is a negative place. People are imperfect. There is no perfect church. There's no perfect pastor. There's no perfect leader. People mess up. But the beautiful thing about the body of Christ is that when we continue to push forward in him and for his kingdom, we can, we can overcome anything when we're truly submitted to him. And we say, God, help us to love each other and be unified. So 
Don't allow the enemy to speak lies and to get you to deconstruct the fact that church is essential. The assembling, the, the scripture says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves. That's for a reason. Number one, I think about when, when, you know, this whole powerful revelation that God gave us on the shout. One person can shout and make a sound. But when 10,000 people get together and make a shout, or even 10, it's greater than the one. So... Unity in numbers is important. Coming together is important. Celebrating what God celebrates together is important. We're his children. We're brothers and sisters. And my rant is over. You're right. When the shout goes out individually, it, it has power. Yes. You know, but the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight. Right. Two can put, put 10,000 to flight. Right. So there's something to, to be said about a corporate shout. There's something to be said about a corporate prayer. Yes. There's something to be said about corporate worship because you're actually able to move more when we work together. It, it's like one horse right. pulling a certain weight versus four horses versus ten horses. So, you know, that's, that's where we get the terminology horsepower right. in, a, in a vehicle is this, this has X amount of horsepower. Mm -hmm. And so we think about... What can we do as God's church? What power do we have? The Bible says not even the gates of hell can stand against the, the power of the church. Yes. And so understanding what lies in unity, what power lies in unity. Yes. And so Jesus understood that. Before he, before he got on the cross, he said, Father, make them one. Absolutely. Can I add one thing to that? Yeah. Uh, so I was just remembering like Joshua and the battle of Jericho. He had an anointing to lead. He had an anointing to lead that movement. But God wanted for him and the people to come together to make that shout so those walls could come down. So never underestimate the power of coming together and, and unifying your voice for what God is doing. I think sometimes, sometimes we, 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 we are focused enough on our covenant with God. Right. And so we are growing in our covenant with God, but we don't understand that part of that covenant with God involves covenant with each other. Yes. That's like saying, I want to have relationship with the Father, but I don't want to have anything to do with my siblings. Think about it for a second. I've had some bad run-ins with my sister. I've had some bad run-ins with my brother. So I just, I'm done. I'm done with them. It's just you and me, Jesus. We don't get to make the rules, guys. God says, I'm inviting you into my family. That means yes. you're going to have some sisters. You're going to have some brothers. Some of them you get along with great. Other ones you have to learn to get along with. Right? True. And so understanding who is the church. The church is God's people. Yes. Right? Ecclesia is the Greek word that's used there. It's, it's the gathering of God's people. Yeah. So the church is not a physical building. The church is a people. We could meet in this building. We could meet in a bigger building. We could meet in a smaller building. It's not about the building, guys. It's about us, yes. the people. 1 Peter 2.5, Peter said this, And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priest. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. Yes. We are living stones. God is the great contractor in the sky. He is building something. 
So how can I say that I am in love with God, am I in, I'm in covenant with God, but I, I don't want to have anything to do with what he's building? Jesus said, I am building a church. I'm building a church. Jesus said, Peter, you and the other guys, but Peter, you're the rock. And on this rock of revolution, you're a little rock. And on this revelation of me being the Christ, I'm going to build a church. And not even the gates of hell can stand against. So God is a builder. The church is what he's building. So to not be a part of what God is building is to be missing out on something huge. And I believe fundamental to God's plan. God is about this building project upon the earth. And there's no way to separate your love from God and your understanding of what God is doing and what God is building. So they are forever connected. Our covenant with Him and our covenant with each other. And when it comes down to it, when the Lord returns, like she said, He's going to be returning for a bride. A bride. It says without spot or wrinkle. That, that means we got to get together and we got to figure out how to work together, right? So that means we're in the process, right, of working out all the wrinkles, working out all the spots, working out all the things that are where we've been butting heads. So that's what the Lord is returning for. Yes, he is. Um, there's an area that, or a few different areas that I think personally I've had to walk into a deeper place of covenant. And I think we all do in different ways. Um, one of the ways that I remember when we uh, first were installed as the pastors, um, I had a love for people. It's not where it is now. At that time, it was a bit more limited. I had a threshold in which I would say, okay, I'm done. I'm going home now. I'm going to have my moment by myself. Um, but You were loving people from a distance. Yes, yes, perfectly put. And um, I'm so thankful for God and his grace and how he takes us on a journey and he stretches us. I, I, the only way I know how to explain it is that he expanded my heart to, to love people in a way that I didn't know before. And so in my covenant with him, one of the things that he reminded me of, if you love me, feed my sheep. And I think when we really understand the word, the word is meant to guide us, to correct us, to help us along the way. He'll begin to speak to us this area. This area is where I need you to uphold your end of the agreement with me. You know, we, there's the whole ask. There's so many things throughout the word. There's the aspect of tithe. And Pastor Pete mentioned it. The word says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake when you're in covenant with me. We, we sometimes wait for this. We don't see when we don't hold up our end, how things are starting to fall by the wayside because we're not doing it. My prayer is always, God, if there's something that I'm missing, if there, there, I know it's not your will that I have anything broken, lacking, or missing in my life. So if there's something that I'm not doing right, I pray that you would help me, show me. And that's the importance of knowing the word and rehearsing the word. Another area is trust. Um, seeing how God has just been so faithful. I talk about this often. I always remember, and I go back and I say, God, I see how you brought the Israelites out of Egypt. I see how you were faithful. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're my God. I've seen you through the generations. 
working things out for good it, to the place that I'm at today. I see you, God, doing things in the people of, uh, in in the lives of the people around me. It's important to recognize and look for the things that God is doing to help confirm what he's doing within you. So in your covenant, you say, God, show me. Show me what you're doing. God, bring me into a deeper place with you, and he will do it. Amen. Um, I I think it's about going to those deeper places with God. And we talked about levels. We talked about levels of stewardship, levels of surrender, levels of covenant. God is always looking to level you up. Look at somebody say, God is looking looking to level me up. To level me up. He wants you to operate on a greater level of blessing, a greater level of fulfillment in life, in ministry, in relationships. And so he's looking for us to get, the Bible says, from glory to glory, from victory to victory. So from deeper and deeper levels of fellowship with him, deeper and deeper levels of covenant with him. And so one area that I can remember that was like God calling us deeper into covenant was when we took the pastorate um, over, we, we became the lead pastors. And that was, I really felt like God was calling us to a deeper level of prayer. And um, I had felt like God wanted me to go to a deeper level of prayer a, a little bit earlier, but it was like I realized like there's no way to do what God wants us to do as pastors without a deeper level. It's not that we didn't have a prayer life, but saying a deeper level. And that was going to enable us to have a deeper walk in covenant with him. So I I want you to meditate on this as you go home in this week, is that what is it that I need to change or add into my life to be able to go to a deeper level of covenant with him? Um, For us in that season, it was prayer. For you, it might be prayer. It might be reading your word, you know, understanding kind of the nuance of, of, of how God speaks and what God is saying. The word of God is so powerful. Yeah. It might be the word. It might be maybe worship, just being in God's presence and learning how to hear his voice in that way. So what is God challenging you to do or challenging you to change, to move deeper to a deeper level in covenant in this season? Because God is always challenging us. Can I tell you that? He's never like, he's never going to let you stay at the same place. The moment that you're like, man, I've done this, I've arrived at this great place, man, I feel so strong, I feel so spiritually fit, then God says, but what about this? Let's work on this area. You know, it's like a personal trainer that you, you think you're good, you think you're at a good place, and they're like, you could do more, just put another plate on One there. One more rep. One and more so God is always challenging us yeah. to grow. Yes, and there are things that can be deal breakers in covenant. Um, I think one of the main things is just for any believers, not knowing the word, you can break the covenant easy because you're not aware of the terms, you know, um, also being comfortable, like just, uh, complacent. I mean, you get comfortable, you start feeling like, ah, it doesn't matter doing your own thing. Um, you become desensitized to what the spirit is saying, like, Hey, you're, I'm, I'm calling you to a deeper place. I'm calling you to be greater. Um, and something else that I think is very, it infiltrates very easy, and that is just iniquity and the love of sin. The love of self can mess up 
our covenant with him when we're looking to satisfy our own flesh, to satisfy our own desires, um, and we begin to create a framework in our lives to justify what we want instead of applying the word and letting it prune and take away the things that we don't need in our lives. To me, I think one of the, the, the biggest things that's happening in our culture, um, it's in our society and even in our religious culture, is the concept that, that I can love God and not obey his commands. Right. I can love God and not obey his commands. I can actually separate these two things. This is the thought process of the world, is that I can love God, but I don't necessarily have to do what he's saying in the word. But Jesus told us in John 14, 15, if you love me, obey my commands. I think one of the biggest violation of covenant is just not obeying the commands of Christ. You know, Jesus literally said to the disciples, I want you to go make disciples and teach them everything I commanded you. Yes. Teach them those things, right? And so Jesus, Jesus told us, if you love me, obey my commands. But culturally and in our society, we think we can separate those two things. They want to separate the love and relationship with God from the obedience to God. I'm just going to do me. No. When you're in relationship with God, you don't get to choose. I don't get to choose. I don't get to choose the terms of our covenant. How many understand that? We don't choose the terms of the covenant. God chooses the terms of the covenant. We obey the terms of the covenant. And so, if we want to go deeper in God, we have to go deeper in our obedience. You use that word. Great word. Deeper in our obedience to the word. A deeper obedience to the commands. I can't go in deeper in covenant with God and not obey Him. To find a greater level of covenant, I have to obey Him. Yes. Jesus said, if you really love me, if you really love me, and He brought... Um, he brought uh, Peter to tears with this. He, he, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, obey my commands. If you love me, do what I've asked you to do. It's like a heavenly father he said, if you really love me, then do these things that I'm asking you to do. You know? Sometimes as... God's children, we're there, we love Him with our words, but God is saying, this is how you prove that you love me, by obeying my commands. That's what Jesus said. If you really love me, if it's more than lip service, then obey these commands. And we're going to go deeper, to a deeper level of fellowship, a deeper level of relationship, and yes, a deeper level of covenant. Would you stand with me today? I want to end like this in a prayer. And um, my heart is to go deeper in covenant with God. Is to continue to grow in covenant. And I hope that's your prayer too. I want to lead you in a prayer today. And let's join hands with whoever's beside you and near you. Because this covenant has more to do with just you and God. It also has to do with each other. The covenant first with God, the covenant also with each other.
That's the cross. That's the way the cross works. Our covenant with God. Our covenant with each other. Two sides of the covenant. God, I thank you for each and every person that's here today. God, we felt your presence. We've sensed you moving in our midst. And God, I thank you for the honor and the privilege that it is to strike covenant with you, to be in covenant with you. God, it's truly beautiful. It's truly awesome to be in covenant. Teach us how to do that. Teach us how to grow in surrender and obedience. God, so that we can grow in covenant with you. God, teach us how to be more faithful to our side of the covenant. Teach us how to be faithful in obeying these commands that you've given us, God. Help us to understand what it is to surrender and not look at your word and see it as optional or a request from you. But God, as our creator, as our designer, as our good, good father, you have commanded us to live righteously before you. You have commanded us to uphold the things that you've told us. And God, when we do that, we enter into growing and growing deeper levels of covenant with you. And it is fulfilling. It is inspiring. It is a blessing. It is favor. It is joy. It is peace. God, teach us to walk in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.